This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today on Valley Views, we're visiting with Sandy Dalton and Steve Breckel from Wet Mountain Animal Welfare. Sandy is the president of the board and Steve is vice president. So we're going right to the top on this one. Folks, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yep, thank you. It's good to be here. You have been here before, but it's time for an update. Sandy, when we last talked, you mentioned that you've got some bottle babies, some kittens. Steve, I know you're taking care of those. Yep, they're fun little guys. They were found on the side of the road, and very lucky they were found. I've had them now for a little over a week. They're doing wonderfully eating, and the thing is, I just don't understand why someone would drop them off, especially when we have an organization, we're willing to take them in and help them out. That's a 24-7 job you're, you've got going there. That is, uh, depending <laughs> on the age of the kittens. Um, you might be getting up every hour and a half, two hours feeding them. It could be every three hours as they get older. Or, you know, as they get older, time frame goes longer, which is nice. But the one thing that's really nice with the bottle babies is they're socialized. They're used to being handled. They're used to getting attention. Will they be up for adoption at some point? What happens when they get old enough? With the Wet Mountain Animal Welfare, we're not able to adopt them out per se until they have been spayed or neutered, which I totally agree with. In the meantime, the Wet Mountain Animal Welfare, we take care of all their nutritional needs, all their veterinarian needs. If there's anything extra that they need, we take care of it. If we have a foster that's wanting to do this, more than happy to show them with bottle babies, how to do the feeding and all that. We'll provide everything they need for doing foster. And that's one thing we definitely need right now is fosters. Okay. Remind us of how this organization started and how old is it? Uh, We started in 2017 and it really started with the Facebook group that did a lot of lost and found and other needs that people had and Sin Williams and Lissa Carey, Kevin Zwack, a few others got it started, got it built into a, an actual nonprofit and, and got that status going so that we could start, be able to take donations and do bigger work. So Sandy, if someone wanted to get in touch, what's the best way? Maybe they want to volunteer, maybe they want to donate, or they need more information. They can send an email to wetmountainanimalwelfare at gmail.com. They can call us at 719-430-5494. They can also send a message through our Facebook page, and they can contact us through our website, which is wetmountainanimalwelfare.org. Very good. Now, it's very stressful when a pet gets lost. How can you help in those situations? We had a perfect example of that here last week. A person called up. They never had heard of our group. Sheriff's Department gave her our number, and within three and a half hours, she had her dog back. We have got a group of people that are on our Facebook that are phenomenal. I know people that'll jump in their vehicle and go and drive looking for animals. It's great. The lost and found is 
one of the best things. And so I wish more people would get involved with our Facebook for that reason. If someone has lost a pet, what's their best course of action? Um, The best thing is to get it posted on our Facebook group as soon as possible. That's why it's good to have good photos of your pets Mm -hmm. ready to go for that. They should call both of the vets in town, Fremont Humane Society, and the sheriff's office to see if they've been reported as found. What is the best plan of action for someone before a pet gets lost? Just anticipating that that could happen. That, you want to have good pictures. Make sure, for dogs, you want to make sure they have a collar that's either embroidered or has tags with the phone number. The embroidery is really good because it's bigger print and easier to read if the dog won't let someone get close to them because even the friendliest dog in the world, when they're lost, they can be real skittish of people. Microchipping is good, but it doesn't, help with the person just getting eyes on them. Mm -hmm. They have to be able to be handled and have that chip read so that nothing really replaces those tags. Most cats can't wear a collar safely. Mm -hmm. So good photos and being prepared and having your list of who you're going to call because you're in a panic and you're not thinking about it. That's really, that's really the best way to be prepared. And the wet mountain animal welfare does have a chip reader. Yeah. Okay. Does it happen that folks might find a lost pet and that pet fairly quickly ends up in Fremont County at a facility which can complicate matters, I suspect? Is that a big thing? Yes, it is a big thing. And when people find an animal, if they can get that posted as quickly as possible, we can get that shared out and very, very quickly have a turnaround faster than they could drive them down the hill. Perfect example of that happened about four months ago. A dog was picked up in its own yard. Yeah. (laughs) This person, because it was not chipped and no collar, was going to take it up to Grand Junction because they figured it was not being taken care of. We went out, drove around, found the house, and hour and a half. This is what we're willing to do. Mm-hmm. The first few hours is probably a critical thing, I know. Now, yeah. can you help an owner who's no longer able to care for a pet? We're able to help them if they can post on our Facebook. We can help them with their post, get that shared out, and help get them connected with people who are interested in adopting. We don't have the manpower. We just don't have the fosters to take those animals in ourselves, But we're also able to help people. A lot of times the problem, when they want to keep their animal, we're often able to help them keep their animals in their home by helping with food, helping with medical, help them get through a tough patch that's really behind it when they're not really wanting to rehome their animals. That's a good point. A rough patch for a month or two, if, if they can bridge that gap, they might be back to where they were before. So your organization does a lot of things. Uh, tell me a bit about Pet Wagon, the spay and neuter, uh, medical kinds of issues. So Pet Wagon, we provide um, supplemental pet food to help people through when they're short and they, they just can't afford 
the full amount. Our medical, we're able to help people when they need immediate procedures, whether they need to go to the emergency room or they need something that needs to be done quickly, we can help get them through that. That's not something people usually don't have that on hand for a big expense, and we can help them with that. There are times when people will do that where they pay us back over time, and there are other times where we're able to cover the full bill. It just really depends on the situation. We do provide spay and neuter assistance with the financing for that. We have people make their own appointments, call us with the estimate so that we can make sure it's something we can approve, and then we work with them on what kind of help do they need. And that goes directly to the vet. Okay. Yeah. With the pet wagon right now, we're going through at least 550 to 600 pounds of food every single month. Mm -hmm. Now, this is food that the people of Custer County has donated to us, and we just turn it right around, and it goes to the people that need it. It is not our main objective, obviously, but in these times, people need help. I'm seeing it quite a bit more now. There's been loss of jobs. There's been just medical, everything. And I am seeing a big uptick in that. We've got one business here in town that I, I think it's wonderful, the feed store in Silvercliff. You, if you want to donate some food to us and you're going out there to pick up some, say, a bag of dog food for your dog, and you want to you know, pick up some for us, she's set off an area, I kind of call it the food corral, where you can pick it up and put it in the corral, and then we come and pick it up. It's just a wonderful thing. That's one thing about the people of Custer County. They've stepped up. There are things happening right now. Finances are going to get extremely tight on people, so I'm expecting a big uptick in the amount of food for a while until things even out. Yeah, That's a good point. All volunteer organizations within the Valley are looking for money and volunteers. Yeah. Let me ask about the dollars part of it. Where do most of your funds come from? I would say our big chunk comes from the Spirit Campaign. Okay. Yeah. For volunteers... What specific skills are you looking for these days? We really need people with computer skills, administrative skills, people who can help with that core running of things so that we can do more. We kind of we reach capacity with nobody to manage all the different programs. So we need help with that, people who can manage like the Facebook, the website, and all of those things that frees us up to do more of the life-saving work. Could you use more foster help? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I have got a person coming over this afternoon that I am going to teach how to start from scratch bottle babies with kittens. She is very excited to do it. I would love to see more people get excited, not just kittens, but pups also. Mm -hmm. And is it mainly dogs and cats, or do you get some exotics in there just dogs and cats at this yeah. point okay yeah that's good back in the consulting world we used to talk about BHAGs big hairy audacious goals and for your group it was a shelter one of those things that oh my gosh I don't know how we could pull this off but if we could it'd be awesome where does that stand 
that is something that um, we are still working on that we that is still our big goal but we need more help with volunteers and people who can help with the planning mm-hmm. process and developing how that would work the the state PACFA the state organization has very strict rules on how these buildings are constructed the the plumbing the ventilation all kinds of stuff that makes it um, it's more complicated than just moving into a building. Yeah, you're not building your shed outside. I can appreciate <laughs> that. Well, we'll keep an eye on uh, how that progresses over over time, and a lot depends on volunteers and dollars. Just right. uh, as as you know, Sandy, as we run short of time, give me an example of something that's happened in sort of recent history that folks would appreciate. We had one that was. Pretty big excitement at the time. It was about a year ago. We got a call about a, a mom. Mother cat was in at the vet for her spay, and the owner discovered that she had kittens. They kind of figured out at the vet that she was nursing, and they and the kittens wound up being deep between two buildings off of Main Street, about twelve feet in. Yeah, space about six inches oh, wow. wide and no way to get to them. So we wound up, we were out there for several hours, and uh, we wound up calling the fire department, and they helped us pull those kittens out from between the two buildings. We were able to get them home, um, get them back with their mom, and then actually raise them with their mom, who continued to nurse, but they had to be weighed every day and checked she was a feral mom so that was a very interesting process wow sandy i know you're plugged in uh, i have to mention this because uh, just recently i was in key west <laughs> and went to hemingway's house that's famous for its polydactyl cats yes and their their feet look like they're wearing a catcher's mitt almost yeah and i said so how many are there in the on, on the grounds and i said 57 and they said, but when Hemingway was here, the number was larger than that. Yeah. So uh, uh, that was that was something that was high on my list. Uh, that and key lime pie. So yeah. I got to check both of those off. Uh, now I'm back. Uh, yes, I would love to see those cats in person. So Stephen, uh, Sandy, thanks for stopping by today and telling us about this. One more time, what is that contact information that folks need to know? It is. The phone number is 719 Five four nine four. Email is wetmountainanimalwelfare at gmail.com. They can go to our website, wetmountainanimalwelfare.org, or through our Facebook page where they can send us a, a private message. Great. We have been visiting with folks from Wet Mountain Animal Welfare. Sandy Dalton is president of that organization, and Steve Breckel is vice president. Under full disclosure, Sandy is on the board of KLZR 91.7 and is the library manager right here. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM.